Hey everyone, this is Eliza D, and welcome back for another episode of How to Save the Planet, a show where we interview people who have jobs in climate change or environment. Now, let's get started. With us today, we have Ruping Su. Ruping is a second year student at the University of British Columbia majoring in environment and sustainability. Ruping did, in chronological and chronological order, Youth Climate Lobby Day. There, Ruping met with two state reps from Ruping's legislative district to demand that they pass four specific science-based climate policies. Ruping enjoyed a big success when the Pollution Limits Bill became law. Ruping is a Climate Assembly Washington volunteer. There, Ruping helped with managing social media and marketing. The end goal was to convince state lawmakers to, st- to establish a citizens' assembly that would allow everyday people to, t- to decide statewide climate policy. Ruping also did the Climate Summary Project, which, which was a lead project that Ruping came up with, in which Ruping and a, and a couple of their friends wrote a summary of a recently published book, A Citizen's Guide to Climate Success. They all made practically valuable unlisted ideas for ways readers can take meaningful climate action using the, the, the information that they read. You can find that at climatesuccess.wordpress.com, which will also be available in the episode description. Ruping is also an Our Climate Field representative. Ruping organized a virtual listening session on state climate policy arranged for and met with seven state lawmakers to discuss our climate's policy, three acts for for this year. Ruping is a climate reality leader. Ruping completed a nine-day online training that covered a range of climate-related subjects, including climate science, skills for activism, and much more. Ruping is a Student Energy University of British Columbia coordinator. The main project involves getting in touch with elected officials regarding energy policy and a COP26 U.S. delegate, which is an online youth climate conference intended to raise ambition for climate action and show world leaders the outcome of COP26 if young people were decision makers. Hello and welcome, Ru Ping, to How to Save the Planet. It's good to be here. It's good to have you. Can you tell me a little bit about your climate activism journey? Yeah, so I think I've always, the starting point for me was that I've always wanted to make a difference in the world from as early as I can remember. And I think the point where I, where I became interested in climate action and activism started last year when it really was brought to my attention um, how urgent the situation is and how. Um, I personally need to be need to be involved in in, in part of the solution. So um, I started by I think the earliest experience I had this year at least was going to use Lobby Day in Olympia in January. Uh, I'm not sure if you, I'm not sure if you're familiar, but um, yeah. that's when a bunch of um, young people went to as part of our climate and I think a couple other organizations went to the state capitol to um to lobby our elected officials on on some policy demands and the good news is from that uh the clean pollution limits bill was passed it wasn't exactly 
yeah, it wasn't exactly what we wanted in terms of like, well, we asked for more and whatnot, but it was progress, right? And um, it at first it was kind of tough for me to be honest to um, really like determine which way, which direction I wanted to go in in terms of like what I wanted to do for activism and and whatnot. But I slowly began to piece together, and a couple months later, our climate held a listening two listening sessions on. Um, Climate policy was a subject of climate action that I'm most interested in. And I went to those listening sessions and just spoke my mind. And after one of the sessions, the coordinator, the coordinator who was hosting the, the session was like sent out a big email that was like, oh, we're, we're, we're um, hiring um, some of the representatives. So if you guys are interested in applying, just uh, go to this link and apply. So I took that opportunity because why not? And um, went from there. Later on, as part of the pro and I got in, of course, and then as part of the program, we were able to talk again with elected officials about some different policy asks. And that was a very good experience, you know. I mean, it was over Zoom and whatnot, but um, I spoke with them. I showed what we as young people were concerned about. We asked them to um, not demand fossil fuel money, declare a climate emergency, and um, hold police accountable. And yeah, I also um, took the opportunity this summer, uh, given that it was online and not in person, because I wouldn't be able, wouldn't have been able to afford it if it was in person, to um, be a part of the the climate reality, uh, one of the climate reality um, trainings for activists. So yeah. there, I was able to gain some more experience in activism and met some more people, like-minded people, and. Um, yeah. So yeah. So, um, and then of course, Mock Cop came around again. I wouldn't have gotten that. I wouldn't have heard about Mock Cop if it wasn't for the climate reality training. Because I thought on the link, I, I thought on like the climate reality like LinkedIn group or something like that. Um, so of course, Mock Cop came around. And the thing is, before before applying to Mock Cop, I had also um, on my own time read more this year about climate policy. The, again the main subject that I'm interested in so I read this really like wordy book called Designing Climate Solutions by Hal Harvey which um which thoroughly goes through each it's multiple sectors about cl about climate solutions and how to design those policies and whatnot and I also read about read the book called a book called um The Citizen's Guide to Climate Success by Mark Jacquard which um one of mainly one of the climate myths I also talked a bit about policy and like fundamental policy principles and stuff nice. so it's really exciting that it feels like a culmination of my progress that i probably that i've made personally this year and with my cop that um at my cop in about a week and a half when we'll be having live caucuses on zoom um that i'll have the opportunity to express myself and apply what i've learned and speak and speak up and hopefully that turns into um policy demands that later Markov says we'll be um, lobbying our politicians about. So that's, that's really exciting. Yeah, that's such a valuable opportunity. Which school do you go to and what are you studying? I go to the University of British Columbia and right now I am studying geography. Um, although I do know that I did apply to a different school. Uh, I applied to the University of Toronto the, to 
instead major in environmental studies because um, I recognize that we this year, this semester, that um, that would be a much better fit for me personally in terms of um, what I'm interested in. Again, like geography is a little iffy, but um, again, I just kind of recognize after doing some research that the the new program at the other school would offer more on policy and the climate governance and stuff. So yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with right now academically. Yeah. And as I, you mentioned mock cop in a couple of your statements, um, can you tell me like what it is and how like you got to be a part of it and how it's going this year because it, that it's virtual? Yeah, it's virtual. Um, so as you know, the real mock, the real um, COP26 conference of parties that happens every year and at the end of the year was um, postponed to next year because of the coronavirus. And we it was just kind of a collective consensus that we as young people weren't going to accept that because we can't really take a year off in terms of taking action on climate change you know so what i know is that um, a group of around 200 like organizers um primarily in the uk the host country um organized a virtual um carbon neutral um climate conference where we were we will be um showing world leaders what would happen with the Commons of Parties, the annual climate conference, if we as young people were in charge and we were the decision makers. Um, my main responsibilities with it are one, to help with a high level statement, which is what each country has a high level statement will be, will be either telling, what's, telling the world what's going on with um, climate change in their country, what they're doing about it, what they would like to see and et cetera. And also with the global statement, which is like the culmination of what we're doing at MOCOP, which is from what I know, um, it's gonna contain like roughly like 10 to 15 policy asks that we're all gonna vote on in caucus. And I think, and also the part, also the, the unique part of MOCOP is not only is it virtual instead of imposing which saves emissions and as you know, but um, also they place a big emphasis on five themes I think it's that like aren't I, that may or may not be part of the real um, COP26 but are still, still important. Yeah, I think it's um, not in this order but necessarily but um, climate education, climate justice, um, health and well-being, um, climate resilience and livelihood and nationally determined contributions, NDC which means um, like just emissions reduction targets that each country sets. Which is, which is cool because like those each 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 country's delegates have their perspectives on each of those um, subjects. Yeah, I bet. And also, they place a big emphasis on in on um, raising the voices of people in, in the global south and um, marginalized communities. So, for example, like each each country from the global south has five delegates. versus we in the U.S. only we in the U.S. or so UK one only have four or three, and um, yeah, and the way I got chosen, first I found out about it online, and then there was a app, um, there was an application where um, we had to answer some questions, and and basically, even though it wasn't like explicitly stated, we we as applicants from the global north had to state in the application that um, we would do what we could to amplify the voices of those in the global south because those are the voices that 
may not be heard as much in the real negotiations. Mm -hmm. And in that application, I also talked about um, my experience in activism this year. I talked about what I did with our climate. I talked about what I've, how I, I really wanted to um, get a chance to apply what I learned from the reading I did this year. And I got in, so, um, so yeah. Awesome. That sounds like such an amazing opportunity and really powerful to have like these young people who are like, no, it can't be canceled. We still have to keep going. Yeah, for sure. And the, and, and the thing is like, cool short story here. I mean, I back in March, it was before the pandemic happened, there was an opportunity online. I saw to go to the real uh, conference in Glasgow. Um, but what what happened what happened on my end was that um, I tried applying for that, but I felt very underqualified. It was very application was very rigorous, and I showed up at the time with really just time management, just just with life in general. So on the night of when I what would would have been applying, I had a panic attack, and I yeah things just kind of fell apart. But the good news is, coincidentally, in a sense, the real, the real COP26 got postponed and my COP popped in this place. And I immediately knew I was gonna apply. And now it's like, as if I was I was picked to go to the real conference, I'll have the opportunity to apply what I learned, use my voice, meet and work with other environmentalists with similar or even different, or different perspectives. And later as my COP uh, claims they'll, they'll uh, facilitate, speak to, elected officials in our country about our demands that we come up with at the conference. Wow, that's so cool. Do, do you think that you will go next year to the real one? I mean, who knows at this point where anything can happen. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Well, why do you do this climate activism work that you do? I think along with a lot of the young people, I recognize that it's a moral obligation that um, we do it. We do what's necessary, not in, in addition to our best to um, to address the climate crisis and try to build a sustainable future for everyone. Um, again, I think there's, there came a point for me when I needed to decide what I wanted to do with my life and also how I wanted to make the biggest difference in the world and with other people and helping other people. And it was just, it was pretty clear that taking action on climate change. And using my using my strengths to for the benefit of uh, for the for the larger benefit would um was the was the best decision I could have made on uh, in terms of that. Yeah, definitely. Um, what do you have to say to youth out there who are like wondering how to get involved and how they can make a difference? Yeah, I think the first thing is to start small because we're all just like, in, we're all individuals trying to address the systemic problem. Um, I think what I've read about is that we should encourage people to do what they can at the individual level in terms of cli climate change. Uh, you know, like, I mean, like going plant-based going plant based or like not flying, it makes, makes a slight difference. But at the same time, we all do, we do need to be pushing for systemic change. So I would just say, try to get involved in, any one of like well, multiple more than one of um, men, countless organizations out there who are, t are taking action on this issue, and some are, some are politically uh, inclined, some do political work with lobbying and 
phone banking and endorsing politicians for climate and whatnot, but some, a lot of them are nonpartisan. So depending on your preferences, there's the beauty of the 21st century and this age in general that there are a lot of options out there. And to be honest, that's how I started is that back in December when I had this big epiphany that I wanted to get involved with climate because 2020 is a crucial year for climate action. I really didn't know what I wanted to do for two or three months. But um, with some luck, with in terms of like being exposed to opportunities and people, I just had to make, I made progress just bit by bit, week by week, and and here I am now. So, um, and also I would say, do, do what you can um, with educating yourself about the situation. I know that like not everyone is, would be, would be like interested in a book like designing climate solutions that's like super policy centered, um, super technical. But um, I've turned out a lot of climate books that that I think a lot of people, other people would be interested in as well. Like not every climate book or podcast or um, YouTube video or um, web or news website is on is on like the same topic. Like depending on what aspect of the of the of climate change that you um, of climate change climate action that you're interested in, I think with what I really, with what I, all the mediums that I just mentioned with podcast books, internet. YouTube and documentaries and one of this there's always um there's always something for everyone so yeah. start small and go from there and when you have when you when you see a great opportunity to improve as as an individual and to use your voice and whatnot take it yeah just like the mock cop that's so awesome <laughs> okay well thank you so much Wu Ping for joining us us all today on how to save the planet. I appreciate that you came on. Yeah, for sure. I appreciate it too. I'm glad to be here. Thanks so much, everyone, for joining us today for another episode of How to Save the Planet. See you next time.